Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Marco. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? It's good to be here. <laughs> I'm glad we <laughs> finally did it, right? Um, yeah. Marco is a fantastic drummer. If I don't know who, who, who told who, you that. No, no, Sorry. Who told you that? Probably the 150 albums you're probably on right now. Oh, you, you probably have over 100 albums now, right? You've done, you played on about a lot. A lot of albums, you know, there must be like hundreds of albums or thousands, you know, that I'm on. Uh, and my solo catalog, yeah, is around probably 100 or 150 or something, you know, with my bands included. But, um, well, other people go to work. I make music, right? You know, it's... Uh... Well, it's going to be people. We have a reputation, and that's why, obviously, you know, you're a working musician and a real good drummer. Thank you. What we're here for now, like, how I got more interested... I, actually, I listened to other projects you did, but I wasn't aware of how much you were on. I think that happens... I think just like a handful of drummers be considered prog-type-ish. I don't know how you label it. You know what I'm saying? Drummers that do a lot of bands that you don't realize. Yeah. And you're like, and you're not a handful of them, you know? I'm yeah. like, I didn't know you did that. Um, perfect example would be, I was listening to, I came across The Sea Within. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. I almost looked up. I was like, <laughs> I, I, and here's the thing. I was listening to it. I was like, oh, this is really great. And you know how like on iTunes or whatever you listen to streams, you don't always see like, it's not like with an album, you can look at it. And I like to really get into it. If you're streaming, yeah. I'm like, oh, what's this? It comes in my recommendation. I'm like, oh, it's really cool. And yeah. I listened to it for a while or whatever. And then when I, I sat down, I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm looking, looking at the people in it. I'm like, that's the singer? That's the drummer? Like, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's like a lot of kind of things, you know, that <clears throat> that that I get hired for or or asked for to join or something, and then mm -hmm. I do it, you know, because I love it. And it's like people think always, oh my god, he's on all these albums, but um, uh, do you actually sleep or something? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, I do. It's, it seems, <clears throat> you know, it always seems so much, you know. But the thing is, I have my studio set up here, always up and running, and so when I have something. Uh, that I'm booked for or that I'm writing, I can immediately translate it because I have all my settings. I don't need to travel for this, for example. So, you know, for example, yesterday I did like a great um, production with Benjamin Croft. He's like a great piano player. And Billy Sheen is on the album as well. Simon Phillips, my dear friend, is on the album as well. Uh, but this I'm kind of doing from the very, <clears throat> you know, chair I'm sitting at here right the now. The epicenter. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it doesn't really uh, take that long then. So I invest like maybe two or three hours maybe sometimes four to five hours a day to record or write music or both. And um, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, all of a sudden you have like all these CDs you're on and you go like, oh my gosh, you know, how did that happen? But um, <clears throat> yeah, that's how that really kind of works. With The Sea Within though, uh, that was like a proper band setting. We recorded together actually in London of all mm -hmm. places and then did like a few shows. That was actually quite fun. That was a, that was a cool, it was a cool album, I think. Yeah. Interesting, bunch of people, I, I, I just stumbled to it actually recently for some reason, but yeah. Um, is it, are you guys going to do more of that? Maybe is it kind of left, like are your projects kind of like left open to kind of? Well, it it depends exactly on the calendar, you know, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some some releases are you know become projects and some become bands, you know. So what I'm really concentrating on is uh, right now my obviously my main bands are like um, uh, the Aristocrats, then um, Max Stein and Miniman, a uh, thing I'm doing yeah. with Max Stein together, which is really fantastic. So it's safe to say that I'm concentrating on these things and those have priority um, of releases that feature my name and my uh, comp compositional input. Well, well, yeah, and the Aristocrats actually is is my gateway drug to you initially oh, yeah. to, like, to really identify who like, you as a musician over the past few years. You know, yeah. the three of you guys together, the 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 energy. I mean, you guys obviously recognize the nucleus of the power of the three of you guys. 
Oh, well, we played for so many years together. There's like a chemistry, but the chemistry was right there from the start. That's what I'm saying. It was the perfect storm is what it was. I mean, you guys were all the best at what you do. And then when you get together, you're all good. And being professionals, you're welcome. But being professionals at this level, you could still have done something really great and nobody would know the difference. But beyond that is the chemistry that you guys read, read, read each other musically, which allows you guys to keep making these monster albums, you know? I guess, you know, there's like, you know how it sometimes is, you kind of walk into a room and you sometimes don't know who's in the room and you kind of sometimes see the crowd that is in there and you just want to walk away and go like, okay, I'm not having any of that. Or you walk into the room and you feel immediately comfortable and you want to sit down at the table and have a conversation. And that was pretty much, you know, what happened with the aristocrats, you know, when Guthrie joined Brian and I. Um, there was like, you know, some magic in the room that we hadn't felt before. And um well, you know, uh, especially in that case, you know, so when right. we playing the songs, that was like a, a certain lock, you know, there that was like just fantastic. And yeah, here we here we still are a decade later. <laughs> and actually, you, we have a new album talk about coming out. Right. That's right. It's your uh, album with the Pri- Primus Orchestra. You say from... way cooler than I would have. <laughs> <laughs> For people to understand, it's P-R-I-M-U-Z. Yes, exactly. M-U-S-Z. See that? Oh, so oh, see, I didn't see it on there. Oh, yeah, right. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like you know, that's that's very Polish. And since I'm uh, one quarter Polish because I was born in Germany and raised, and my mom is half Polish. She grew up actually. She was born in Poland, and uh, yeah. So I have a history with that country, and it was um, it's only ironic in the in the great greatest sense that um, uh, these wonderful people decided to uh, to do a cover version of one of our songs, and that's how we heard about those guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our managers of the band, Ricardo Capelli, he, um, I think he found that online and goes like, hey, guys, check this out. And we were like, hang on, this is really good. So we thanked them. And then, you know, we kind of got in touch and all of a sudden the idea kind of came out to do more. And then if we do another song or maybe an EP and uh, they were very enthusiastic. And so were we when we heard the results and then we decided to do an entire album with them. So and I've I heard it a little it, early. It's it's really good. It's like really oh, good. You. <laughs> well, you never know because you get other 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 ingredients in an orchestra. Sometimes it, you're like, is it just a band yeah. with an orchestra behind them? Like it doesn't. You sometimes they don't always play well. You know, it can sit well, but it doesn't yeah. always like um, they play to each other. It works as as a as a unit and not yeah. just two separate pieces doing a song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's kind of one of those things. You know the. Um, you have to kind of really try to incorporate it and form like a meal that is kind of digestible and also mm-hmm. you know, feels cohesive, you know? So that was also like a thing that we were, were very aware about, you know, so kind of not to do, you know, the orchestra against the band, but the orchestra with the band. That's why also right. the album is called the aristocrats with the primus orchestra. So, and, and it's, and it's special. And that's why it stands out because there are some other metal acts that I like that have the orchestra things. And I use it and it feels like it's more like an, um, like an accent on certain things. And it's a, a background piece, like an extra instrument, this is incorporated in the music. So it's like having, having a lot of people, a lot of people as one person <laughs> being a new member yeah. in your band, which is totally yeah. different than what you hear. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you clocked that because yeah, the arrangements uh, changed. And, yeah. and so it is really um, a collaborative, um, how do you say, like, you know, event, you know, especially with Wojtek, you know, the arranger for the orchestra and uh, conductor. So whatever he brought into it is like uh, absolutely legit and also embedded into the music. And yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I guess, you know, why we kind of continued with that 
project so to speak you know and 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 decided to kind of make a whole album out of it when we saw how it came together it was like okay we don't want to do right. another kind of thing you know that you hear where people kind of just add strings and you know right and it's and it's nice and it's but, but it's not you guys and so when i heard you guys were doing it, i was like oh well I, I know the albums you guys have put out so yeah right you clearly you guys got something up your sleeve <laughs> and then when I, I got the preview of it i was like oh yeah i see now it's a, you it's, like it. <laughs> you've raised the bar now i think a lot of the bands are gonna have to start incorporating a little bit different to their songs not having the, yeah. the bands learn their songs you guys changed it a little bit more well and, it is kind um, of also like an interesting concept really because we are known as a trio which is very bare bones you know so you have like those three instruments mainly featured and for us you know to say like okay we're going to do now the opposite and break exactly that rule and kind of, you know, show up with like a big ass orchestra, <laughs> which I think <laughs> is fantastic. You know? So that also gave us a lot of um, boost or, or, or joy to kind of listen to those compositions and see how they could really sound like, you know, in a setting like that. And that it actually worked because, for example, the songs that I write, I mainly um, a lot of times, let's put it that way, write, write for orchestra. That's you hear this on my solo albums or, or you know, on, on things when I write like more like vocal driven music as well. I always have like, you know, multiple guitars in it, keyboards, some string arrangements or horns. So for me, this was just a joy kind of listening to, uh, to, to that particular production. And I have to admit, you know, writing for the aristocrats always when that happened, happens, you concentrate on writing mainly for the three instruments and what you can mm -hmm. translate with the band. But I do have a lot of these things in the background of my head where I go like, ah, I could add actually a string arrangement here or a horn arrangement. And then you go like, no, Marco, let that go. Do this for your solo album, you know, and kind of stick <laughs> to the other thing. Sometimes it succeeds. Sometimes it, uh, sometimes it doesn't. But um, it is just um, therefore like, you know, a, a, a more so a pleasure to hearing, you know, what those guys did with it and go like, yep, absolutely. That, that's how it can sound as well. It would be kind of painful to go out on the road, though, because that would kind of break the bank. <laughs> you should never be able to, right? Yeah, really. It would be something, right? You know, traveling, like, traveling with like a few tour buses and having like a whole orchestra on board. Would be great to do like maybe one or two events. Uh, so right. it would be great. Like, yeah. That could be fun for them. Yeah. And I don't think the orchestra are, are, are touring type of people, too. I think you choose the really. animals, you know. <laughs> you can be a touring musician, you don't become an orchestra person. You know, that's a... Usually how that works, it's like... Uh, Basically, when 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 people then take the local orchestras to the city, they kind of play in and they're already kind of prepared and then they kind of yep. show up and the music. And they're part, yeah, they're part of that city's orchestra and they may have special right. projects exactly. and they, they train with that orchestra or do an event for that orchestra. They're, they're not out there. I mean, they train hard, but they're not traveling. Yeah. They have, they're their own beds at night, which is different than... <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's like, you know, a whole dedication. It's, it's, it's almost like... A, it's like it's almost like a day job isn't it you know like you know coming with an orchestra together and then kind of reading and doing this stuff it's like you know what people do in las vegas sometimes right like playing in cirque du soleil shows or something like that it's, they uh, put a lot of time to it so you are a multi-instrument so you play a lot of different instruments you're not just a drummer i yes i can clearly actually say that that's true yeah and you play yeah, but i can't well. do anything else i can't cook you a proper meal no it's okay but... <laughs> if i was hanging out with yeah. you i wouldn't be asking you to cook <laughs> I'd bring yeah, some food. Exactly, we, can, right. we can listen to some music. <laughs> I cook some um, music. Here we go. Yeah. Get some ingredients. And uh, <laughs> what are you? When you're primary coming up with your ideas, what are you? What are you writing with? Are you coming up with like the melody? Are you, are you picking a particular instrument to start on? Are you using a computer? Like it goes or it comes from different angles, you know. So 
usually it happens when I kind of have one of my guitars and then I kind of, you know, just noodle around a bit and all of a sudden there's a riff I really like or like, mm-hmm. you know, some chord structure and I go like, oh, and then I have like a melody already in my head, either way for an instrumental piece or for a vocal uh, driven piece. And, uh, and then I translate it, you know, and then I start kind of working on it. And then I add later on the drums to it. And then I add the bass to it. And then like all the other ingredients that, you know, spices and things that kind of form the songs and bring it to life. Um, <clears throat> but it also can happen from a completely different angle. I just, in fact, just I'm writing on a song for the next Aristocrats album already. And um, that one came, to- <clears throat> excuse me, totally groove oriented. So it was basically like a thing i was playing in a drum solo i thought like hang on this is really cool and then i heard a bass line inside of my head and a melody and some kind of guitar stabs yeah. and i was like oh and then i kind of started writing the guitar riff and i had, usually how it sometimes works with these things i have like my iphone or my computer ready and then i start recording those things right away and then elaborate on that one right you know so about that new song i just i'm just writing it i think i might finish it actually today it was completely drum driven and then uh yeah and the rest came on top and it was perfect for an aristocrat song you know because it features really our our elements you know and since we're all like songwriters and each of us brings like three songs you know per album into the mix yeah uh it was only a fair assessment to kind of do, do so but yeah so that's how it works you each break you each break a couple of inches songs in to do that yeah we we, we basically have this rule it's more of a fun rule it's not like you know a kind rules of that's so in rock and roll <laughs> yeah it, it really is we have this thing where we go okay each of, each of us brings like three songs to the table. And since our songs can be quite lengthy, uh, it definitely, nine songs will definitely make a whole record with the aristocrats. Right, right. And um, so we decided that each of us brings in three songs. doesn't have to be, but it automatically now happens. We started it from the get-go and kind of kept the concept going. And each of us is also the producer for our individual songs. So that means okay. what is great of it, you kind of avoid possible or potential trouble that could happen you know which never really happened with us in the studio but you know how it is when somebody brings in 10 songs and uh, the other person right. only two and then somebody gets butthurt or something like that so we don't have that <clears throat> so we play each other's songs and uh the writer is the producer at the same time so it's a it's an interesting um chemistry but it absolutely works so clearly you guys to add to them. <clears throat> well I, it, it's really it's really great it just almost feels like it's like um the, the original rule of a communism or, or socialism is really supposed to be, but it never really plays <laughs> out the way it's supposed to be the original, original something. My point is for it to work out in a paper, but in theory, yeah. well, you say you're the drummer and then you got, you know, the guitar, obviously the guitar player is like, you know, Guthrie's like one of the best guitarists out there. Like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So how are you bringing in, like you guys are the best of each of you do on your own things besides playing other instruments. So to bring oh. that to other people and say, Hey, this is what I think at that point. Is there, um, more more pliable the more for them you to mean put writing, parts for, in. writing for each other you mean yeah 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 it is absolutely look what we do we already kind of write with uh with, with each other in mind so that's usually how that rolls and so what what happens is like when i kind of for example write a song and i have already kind of the riff the main theme for example is written out yeah then that has to be played that way but I won't talk Guthrie, for example, into his guitar tone. I would kind of give like a, uh, you know, a, a suggestion or something. Or like, hey, this is how I did it on the demo. Do your own thing around it or whatever you hear. And this part is written out. The other one can be absolutely modified. Or here's a spot for a solo. Mm-hmm. Do your 
thing, you know, and that's and that's really how it rolls, you know. And obviously, they both do beautiful, wonderful things, but it's and it's the same when they write for me. There's like you know, usually a drum part that is like programmed, yeah. But those are guidelines, you know. And it's the same when I write, you know, for Brian, you know, and I have like the baseline. I, I give certain suggestions, you know, and then he beautifully comes up with his own style and sound. But this is how it really rolls. I think there must be some albums where we also released. I think on the DVD we had a few demos that that were released in the extra section. So if any, anyone's curious, go to that extra section. Interesting because kind of, I don't. I, I like to ask how people write songs. Sometimes they have a guitar laying around and they say it's a melody. Some people go, I can't do it. I just have the woodshed every day. Like everyone has a different. Some people are like I just can't do it. You know, until it comes to me a year could go by. So this is very different. Yeah, it, very it, diplomatic. It, it, <laughs> yeah, I know. You bring it's your like, skeleton of it in, and, and everyone kind of goes from there, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah. It, is, you, it is. Yeah, it, but it, it works. <laughs> no, it does. The other thing I was thinking of, I've been talking to a lot lately, and the first one of these, a lot of drummers, and my people have been saying this lately, when they drum and they play guitar, they find that yeah. the drumming is very rhythmic when they play their guitar. Do you feel like because the type of drummer you are, do you feel it's really an influence on how you play the guitar and the riffs you write? Yeah, vice versa, actually, to be very honest, because um, I take influences from all instruments, you know, and it makes your awareness of uh, placement of notes, but also like the musicality, like a little stronger. So um, you get more aware of things, you know. So when I play a drum groove and I really like to have featured that, that element, then I'll definitely make sure that I sit on top, you know, with the instruments in a very tight or or right. or also sometimes playful way or um, or textures like a painting where you go like, okay, I let this drum groove shine, so I play like maybe white notes here, but let the mm-hmm. bass accent certain things or groove with the drums. Now the other way around, when I start writing something from guitar <clears throat> or piano then I don't want anything to interfere with the certain beauty of the riff that comes up. Okay. So you start to learn to stay out of the way, right? So you're, more of a, of, you're more of a songwriter that's just really good at a lot of yeah. instruments. And those are your paintbrushes to kind of get, because you know, like some saying, there's some drummers that are really good. I think, step it back, the, the conversation I think initially started from somebody who's talking about Dave Grohl. Yeah. Drummer, guitar player. And then I don't know if he said it or someone else said it. And they start talking about, yeah, if you listen to the rhythm, yeah. a lot of the guitar playing, you pick it up. It's different. And I started listening to other drummers that could also, that were playing guitar. I'm like, I kind of hear that now. I don't know if it's just me from hearing it now because that, yeah. that's why it's interesting. But you also, you're very proficient with these other instruments. Not that these other guys aren't either. Yeah. But you're clearly songwriting yeah. for a lot of different yeah. bands. Yeah. <clears throat> to me, it's like, you know, I when, when the instruments I'm, um, or the instrument I'm writing on uh, is really kind of, you know, the source and, and becomes the source. And it's like, you know, very important. I'm not, using it just as a template I'm, I mean it then you know it's like so that riff is legit and I want to kind of you know yeah and that's thanks for saying that but yeah that's kind of kind of embedded into my life already on my musical upbringing so I always listened with ears of songwriter of a songwriter and never really of a technical player even though yeah I did some or I do some drum releases here and there you know yeah sure you know then I kind of present some fireworks or so some independence kind of thing of, of course if I'm sitting here and somebody asks me a question, I'm happy to provide that. But when you hear my albums uh, and, and how I write, it is never for the technicality. It's always for the music, which can be technical or sometimes very wide and open and calm. So I guess, you know, those two facets, you know, really kind of like to feature. For example, that new release I just did with, um, um, with singer-songwriter Kendall Yates. She is great. She has like um, 
a lot of space in her music. Mm-hmm. And we started um, doing this production where we started to co-write actually as well, you know. So she brought like, you know, in songs and it was really just with acoustic guitar and vocals. And there was like a lot of space to paint, you know, and, and to fill, but carefully, right? So I kind of added some parts and textures, some other melodies. So we arranged a little bit and, and then Alex Lifeson joined in for like one song as well. And I thought it came out really beautifully. And, and, um, and that was exactly the opposite, for example, of what we do with the aristocrats, almost, you know, because I was at first concerned, you know, how people would react hearing me play such things because it went straight into like a desert vibe Americana, like a dark haunting feeling, which I liked, which I like a lot. Right. And um, so I was prepared for the onslaught where people go like, hey, what, what the hell are these guys doing now? You know, but they loved it. Everybody, most, most comments were like, you know, so beautiful. Go like, wow, great piece of music, great vibe, this and this. And that gave um, me and also Candle a lot of confidence, you know, in that what yeah. we're doing is right. And also just, it was a statement that I, that I really liked, you know, uh, uh, to be proven to go like, look, people are sometimes not as silly or boxed in as you think they are they get it as well, you know, so, and, and that was the beauty of it, because it, especially in an area like prog music, jazz or something, you know, there are a lot of the, you know, fusion heads, you know, who always kind of think like, oh, it has to be like that, you know, which is kind of so funny, because prog, jazz, fusion is actually designed to be multifaceted, right. you know what I mean? But then people kind of go into one niche, some and go like, you know, for the technicality, or for the pompousness of it, or like uh, songs have to be that and this way. And I thought it was so beautiful when I released like that three track EP that we got so much love for it that people were like, "Wow, this is actually really cool." And uh, I didn't expect. How did you approach that. it with having Alex come in playing guitar? Like, how did you have? How did you approach having someone come in the studio to do that part? Well, Alex and I we go back already five or six years, and. Um, and he is like a very good listener. I guess that's why we musically connect very well, because he is exactly on the page what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. playing for the song and not against it, or kind Absolutely. of to, yep. to 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 shine, you know, to kind of make yourself shine over it, you know, because that would be wrong. Alex always kind of, and you hear that in Rush as well, plays to to create an environment, you know, and that, and I think you know that creates also an identity. Of and of becoming an iconic player, for example, right. it's just treading. It's just like well, he just shines in every so, every part of the song is how he does it. He's not just he's, he's a soul to shine. Yeah, the whole song is where he shines, as do all the members of the band. You know, of, yeah, of that band. Man, so that's, that's crazy. That's, that's kind of a thing. And I know Alex is um, well, he doesn't really want to do any more of really kind of the rush basing on what kind of people think you know he should do and he's absolutely not that way you know and, and look he's doesn't have to do anything with age but he is getting older he does he does want to he doesn't want to tour anymore and he just and enjoys well. himself with this kind of stuff and he loves ambient sounds he loves an ambient environment and if that's the thing that he wants right now great he's good at it he's very good at it so there I think he's put his time in and the problem is as we're talking like it'd be like, it'd be like oh my god alex yeah. playing with a drummer Where's Getty? Mm-hmm. Is there a new project? You know, like, like yeah. that he's not gonna. Those two guys are never gonna be able to avoid that. And any drummer that talks to them within ten feet is gonna become a rumor on some news page because yeah. no one wants to let it go. It's gone. It, it's a it's a, a blessing and a curse, isn't it? When you have a legacy as powerful as the guys from Rush have, but then you, yeah, yeah as you and you're absolutely right. And 
you have no idea how many times I got this when people heard like that Alex and I are working together on something. Immediately, people would come in and go like, oh, that's a new Russia. We, you know, bring Getty in, do Russia again. And so it's very delicate. And this is, I guess, why Alex and I just really um, are in this friendly environment where we kind of, you know, play for each other's music and and or create something together, but in an absolute different kind of style. I agree with you. I, I think, think the Rush fans, I think Rush fans to do that to him is almost insulting because they both said what they're going to do. They went through it. It's time to let him do other projects like yes. you. That's it. Some people, some people get it and some really don't, you know. That's but... not a fan to me, you know. And you, and you couldn't do Rush anyway because it wouldn't yeah. be fair. Unless if they, did, if they did like a one-off show and had a bunch of drummers, just like they're yeah. talking like Van Halen couldn't do a Van Halen tour with uh, like Satriani. It would have to be who you played with. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't be like half the band with Satriani doing Betty. You could maybe do like a bunch of players on one night doing yeah. songs with different versions of bands as a tribute or, sure. or a, a yeah. celebration. But Absolutely. you can't replace a core member like Neil or Eddie. Yeah. With a, no. With a, no matter how good the musician is, are much friends. You just can't do it. It is. It is no, and and it is. It is an interesting uh, uh, theory or concept or also observation. Um, I was uh, positively shocked um, in in the, in the best possible way when a lot of people, you know, told me you should kind of be the new Neil in Russia or something like that. When people say that, there was never anyone who said anything against it, and I guess that was like a very very cool. Um, uh, on encouraging quote to see like hey people actually understand and accept you know this kind of stuff and that you'd was be like, good you'd be good it would be it would be not even close your eyes listening to it but uh, it's about the concept of yeah of an artist building what they built as a band yeah exactly you can't this is this is the thing you can't really replace anyone in the police no. or in rush no. you, you can't put with zach wild you can put zach wild you can't put him in pantera they're friends yeah. but he's not pantera he's zach wild he can do yeah you know exactly I mean? exactly but i think it's it's also cool that people become very open-minded to that you know and it's um obviously i i don't think it will happen you know on the other hand i think if alex and and, and getty would go like hey let's do a gig together a special thing i probably that would be good no. i would, no, I would right, actually right. yeah and, you know what i'm uh, saying yeah, that would be that would be great. But to me, Neil is, I mean, especially with 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 Rush, you know, when you when you listen to them as a trio, Neil has so much um, identity in that band. But yeah. m- more so, not both playing, but also what people underrate or, or not see uh, uh, most of the time as a lyricist, because he's such oh, yeah. an incredible lyricist and a know. book writer. All his books he wrote. And yes, absolutely. So that is just very deep. He was the engine. You know, yeah. on some level, you know, in, I mean? a way, yeah. in a way, yes, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's crazy. I just, we had sidetracked on it, but it's just, it's an interesting concept because no one really ever talks to the people that be like, you should do it. No one ever talks to them about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's an yeah, interesting yeah. concept yeah. about it, but yeah. you, you wouldn't have time because you have too many projects you're doing. I have, well, I have the aristocrats and uh, uh, the thing, McStein and Miniman, I'm doing with Randy McStein together, which is a Fantastic new band that we formed. We have Mohini Day on bass with it and mm-hmm. uh, Nick Gilio as a utility guy, as he always would call himself, because he would play keyboards, guitar, sing, and also drums. We do like a double drum thing then live and stuff. So that's a great band. And, and I really like to concentrate more on that as well. So, yeah, yeah, those are my main two uh, bands right now that I'm. And they both have on. releases coming out. So. Yeah, right. the Aristocrats just have like you know the orchestra album coming right. out. We, we we're gonna release it on June third, and uh, the new Max Stein and Miniman album is in the making. It is almost done. We're gonna release it probably by the end of the year, but we're gonna finish it in the next few months. So yeah, there's something 
on the horizon awesome. for. Yeah. What about touring now? Because things have gotten kind of kind of squirrely around the planet right now, but it's opening up. Yeah. Are you guys going to tour? Yeah, we're going to tour. So with the Aristocrats, we're going out now from July until October. We have like a three-month tour coming up. Nice. That's going to be brutal. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. And uh, we, we, we do it. We start uh, in North America. So we, we, we start here actually in the States and then Canada and then Mexico. So that's going to be our whole North American leg. And then uh, early next year, we're planning on going. It's almost locked in um, to Europe and then other places again, Asia, Southeast Asia. So, uh, yeah. Nice. So touring starts. I've, I've been just doing some gigs with what my you guys son. I'm sorry, sorry, what are you going to play for the Aristocrats? What are you guys going to play? Because you can't do the orchestra thing. No, we can't do the orchestra thing. You know, we do our we, we, we do our music and then also we incorporate some new songs from the next studio album. Now, when is that? What are you guys aiming for that one? Or just next year? Uh, I, think, I think that studio album will probably be going to be really... Uh, it's got, yeah, probably in 2023. That's when that album is coming out. We're still in the writing process, you know, but yeah, that stuff comes together then pretty pretty quickly you know uh, because each of us writing three songs and right. then getting together learning the songs playing them building the chemistry and then we record mostly in a live setting with a few over the overdubs here and, there, here and there so so i think you know it's uh, safe to say that in 2023 uh, we we're gonna we're gonna release that album obviously we can't interfere now with the orchestra release no, no. so <laughs> that's interesting i, I well, last i want to cover Thank you for your time today. It's on my other screen here I have is the, the webpage for the Aristocrats. It's a really good website. And yeah. I like to talk about them sometimes because not, everybody, not all websites are up to date or worked on. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. Under your media, it's, um, actually, is it media? Is that what you have? You have like stems in there, right? Yeah. Musicians. That's, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? So, so it can, it's really cool. Great. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you have to come up like with refreshing things you know that that especially we attract so many musos you know so many right, yeah. you know people who appreciate this kind of stuff i guess um it's also like a little bit of testimony or testimony or, or how to say um what, what would be the right word for that um and an and angle you know to kind of make your followers happy and and also especially in the music world it's also really you see that people care more than you sometimes think they would, you know, especially mm -hmm. in days like, you know, Spotify and Apple music and all of that, you can see that the hardcore fans who listen, you know, the audio files, they still love high res uh, uh, downloads or like, yep. you know, special packages, limited yeah. editions. And so I guess, you know, with stamps and all this kind of stuff, it's, it's a, it's a pretty cool concept to a souvenir, you know? Well, I think people like it because they can play. I think it adds to them liking a song more. Like I do shows when we talk, we'll, we'll do like an album breakdown of something, right? Yeah. And yeah. then afterwards, people write in to that artist and they'll say, I love this album even more now because I know this about it. Yeah. So so as a musician, if they're playing those songs, they're like, which I always like when I started learning guitar like five years ago, I was like, oh, I did everything else. I did other music stuff, but I started playing guitar. I'm like, I should play guitar. I should try it. Yeah, but yeah. you start playing even even the simplest songs. You're like, oh, that's how that's put together. That's the progression. That's kind yeah, of neat. Yeah. Interesting, like it, it, right? It, it, yeah, it puts a whole other spin on it for you to kind of yeah. fall in love with it again. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, thanks for clocking that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> which which I appreciate. When I saw that. I was like, that's a really great. That's really great for the website. I mean, you really, you know. Yeah, you are a musician's band, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we really are, and it's kind of funny when you also play live. You know, with the aristocrats, it's uh, you see. <laughs> The audience is very knowledgeable. You know, you see people like singing along every little detail or kind of waiting for a certain 
thing to happen that they already kind of know it's 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 I love it but and 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 it's actually to me also the way I would like to uh to have an audience you know kind of to be aware and not just kind of dancing around and not caring what we do but mm -hmm. just kind of having a obviously we want everyone to have a good time but you know what it is you know I played sometimes shows you know with like artists or commercial artists where nobody really cares who the drummer is or the guitar player or what right. but it just play it you know and count maybe it's kind know, of disposable it's, it's more background noise some people don't yeah, listen to music in the that. background and you wait for your fee and then it's done you know and that's exactly not what the aristocrats are all about no. or the same thing i'm doing with randy neither you know we really play for the music for our followers and that makes actually hopefully them and us actually happy and that's really what that should be all about and so we do like it when people are knowledgeable and go like oh, cool, they played that song, that part of it got extended, all this, you know, like the geekiness about it is beautiful. I think you can, the only thing I can say, not even complain, you need to put more stems up on your website for people. I just don't think you have enough on there yet. Oh, true, <laughs> true, true, right? That was a lot of work, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just harassing yeah. you. I want, I want to thank you for coming on, man. Oh, thank it's you. Great. And like great. I always say, it's like, you know, with the music, uh, uh, especially with the aristocrats or the thing with Randy I'm doing is like we play, the audience becomes part of the band, so to speak, mm -hmm. especially when you play live, you know, the reaction and the energy you get incorporates into the music. And I think that's, that, that's really the beauty of, of, of what happens here. And so, yeah, no. And I thank you for having me in, in your interview and for the, I love your music. You're one, of, one of the bands that I can't, I had, I had to like listen to, I can't do it. Like when I'm, doing something like i'm focusing it's not like i can't listen to your music and work like <laughs> because i get, I get you know what i'm saying yeah i just i got to go elsewhere i can't it has to be i can't be focusing on something else because I, I always tend to listen too much too much of the music and there's so much in it you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and there, there is a lot of information sometimes isn't it or deta detail let's put it that way but it's yeah. good it's just good i'm saying i can't it's not disposable i can't just listen to the background on an elevator i'm, I'm into it i'm committed when I'm going to listen to Aristocrats or listen to See Within or, or something, you did, I'm like, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome, man. I want to thank you. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you for the interview. That was, that was fantastic.